You're listening to In The Know, a collection of career development insights and leadership experiences from INSEAD, the business school for the world. Welcome to another episode of In The Know. The last 12 months have shown us that the unpredictable can happen and our best laid career plans don't always turn out the way we intend them to. To help us explain how we can understand and succeed in an ever-changing career landscape, I'm joined by two individuals responsible for ensuring students in the pioneering INSEAD Master in Management class build solid foundations for their future career success. And I think if you're looking to future-proof your career, you do this by remaining flexible about the future, constantly looking at opportunities where you can learn and upskill. Um, and that may be exploring different functions within your organization, defining how your skills can be transferable to different contexts, and also being ready to adapt. That was Jessica Whitehead. She is the Assistant Director of Career Development and Employer Engagement for the MIM program. We were also joined by the program director, Thibaut Sigaret. Thibaut shared many insights into the power of understanding your own ambitions to achieve career success. If I've got one piece of advice is find a cabin in the mountain, lock yourself up for two days and, and really reflect on that question without external interference because the, the, the first media uh, or the first person you meet will project a vision of success that's not necessarily you only. So you will hear lots of things on how society or people around you define success. But at the end, you're in control of your life. And what will matter at the end is if you achieved things that are meaningful to you. So let's get in the know with Jessica and Thibaut. And I just want to start off with getting to know a bit more about yourselves. So where are you from? What do you do professionally? And, and what has brought you here today? And let's start with Jessica. Sure. Well, thanks so much for having me, Luke. Um, I'm originally from Canada, which is where I studied and started my career in higher education. But I'm currently based at INSEAD's Fontainebleau campus here in France. Um, and my role in the employer engagement team is really to act as a connector between the MIM student population and the global employment market. So what that really means in practice is ensuring that the students understand how to best position themselves for the sectors, functions and geographies they're targeting, uh, while also partnering with employers for virtual on-campus recruitment events and treks. Fantastic. And the MIM program, for, for our listeners that aren't aware, it's the Master in Management program. It's, uh, it's just started September this year. And I guess what better time to introduce Thibaut. And uh, Thibaut, can you sort of give us an update where you sit within the whole scheme and, and, and what do you do for INSEAD? Hello, everyone. Uh, my name is Thibaut. Uh, I'm French. Um, today, I work at INSEAD as uh, the director of the MIM program. So I started to work on it uh, for the launch phase of the program uh, and now continuing with our first intake, who's currently uh, in class uh, learning about strategy. Mm, a very important topic, of course. Can you just give us some of the, the highlights and how you've got to this position here, Thibaut? Oh, wow, that's a long story. Um, 
I used to be a computer engineer uh, working in video games. Uh, and then I met INSEAD uh, in a moment of my career where I wanted to refocus on education in order to help other people grow and be ter- become the best version of themselves. Uh, so that's how I met in, uh, in SEAD, and I followed the, the MBA program there with the purpose to trans- to help young people transform their careers uh, and their life, which I did by creating a couple of startups right after INSEAD, uh, angled around a career counseling for teenagers and early entry to the job market uh, for young adults. Um, and uh, now I'm very proud that uh, to be back at INSEAD uh, working on an exciting project with a very talented crowd. Yeah, and you you say back because, yeah, as you mentioned, you, you've done the MBA program here. It, it's something that really interests me that you've come back. Why? What triggered that decision? What was the reason you thought, you know what, I, I really enjoyed my NCAD experience with the MBA. Now I want to come back on the other side and, and contribute that way. What was the trigger for that decision? Well, that, that's a great question. Thank you, Luke. Uh, I think everyone goes to INSEAD for a reason. There, there's a plan behind. You'll find people more or less aware of it. Everyone will eventually become aware of what led them to the place uh, to, to INSEAD. Clearly, my goal was to, to make talent shine and to make people to 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 make people able to have an impact on the world around them and meeting inside was for me meeting today i believe the the best school you can be in uh in terms of quality of faculty but also in terms of the the whole community which is extremely inclusive open-minded and uh innovative so I would say I, I found my tribe uh, at INSEAD uh, and pursuing my career in education. I, I felt that the early stages of my career in, uh, in education always resonated with INSEAD as, as in, you know, what could I bring that looks to the market that looks a bit like INSEAD because INSEAD was the best place. So it's the first opportunity to, to go back to INSEAD actually felt a continuation, like a continuation of my plan and the place to be to have the most impact on young people's life. Mm, fantastic. And you mentioned education and, and that's obviously something we're well entrenched in. Um, also for yourself, Jessica, you've been well entrenched in the education sector for a long period of time. What are some of the highlights you've sort of worked through over the, the years of your career and, and what sort of comes to mind when you think back on your career? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I would say my journey in higher education started when I was a student myself taking an undergraduate business program. Um, I started with plans on graduating, working in oil and gas and going into a supply chain role. But once I started working with Kaplan Test Prep, I really realized that what I really wanted to do was help young people navigate where they are to where it is that they want to go. And so for me, the biggest highlight has been doing that with the MIM program in general, um, working from something really being built from scratch. It's been exciting. It's challenging. And now that the students are mid-program, um, it's really rewarding to see them now land those dream interviews and start to secure those roles. And I think 
another highlight for me is really the international exposure that I've had in these roles working for top global business schools such as INSEAD and really getting to know students and companies from Asia and Europe and the Middle East and understanding our similarities and differences has been really impactful for me. Yeah, fantastic. Mention or you mentioned just before that uh, you know it's it's nice seeing the plan come together. It's nice seeing these students go through their allocated plan or the plan that they've put together. How how have you planned for your future? I mean, I've always fascinated by the people that are responsible and help contribute to our students putting their own plans together. How have you planned for your own personal career uh, for the future? I think my answer to that probably would have been different a year ago, but mm, of course, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm somewhat of a natural planner. So prior to, I'd say 2020, um, if you asked me this when I was even a teenager, I could tell you exactly what I was going to study, which program, which clubs I was going to join in university. But I think what's been made clear over the past year, especially, um, is that um, we don't really know what's going to happen next. And so I think what I can control is putting my energy into developing a diverse set of transferable skills so that I can contribute wherever it is that I end up. Um, and I think by you do this by constantly being curious, being self-aware of your strengths and weaknesses and seeking opportunities to really challenge yourself. I want to start with the program specifically. So Thibaut, We've already touched upon the MIM program, but I mean, let's start with this young audience, this new audience to INSEAD. Can you tell us more about the program and how it plans to help these young individuals sort of prepare for their future and their future careers? Well, absolutely. Um, I think when you talk about the INSEAD MIM, we we need to talk about INSEAD and the MIM program. Um, first of all, behind INSEAD, there's a vision that to lead a successful uh, international uh, career, you need a broad set of skills. Um, so INSEAD has always mostly delivered programs that are broad in scope and cover all aspects of uh, business and management. And the vision behind is that the world is changing at uh, an accelerating pace and it has been the case for, for decades now. And the skills you need now uh, are not the skills you will need tomorrow or a decade even from now. So what you really need to be trained for is to be adaptable, to uh, be able to overcome uh, adversity, uh, to be resilient and to be able to work with people, which is everything inside has built in in their pedagogy, and the MIM is no different. It shares that vision of a broad skill set, but applied to, to a, a younger audience, uh, fresh out of, uh, of uh, graduate school and uh, willing to start a career in business. So there's an element of what do you need here now to make a difference in, in a company who's re recruiting young graduates? And the answer is that of course, you, you, you need that broad skill set around business, which includes finance, accounting, um, you name it, marketing strategy. But you also need action-ready skills, both in, in data and tech, because the world is increasingly digital and uh, challenges that arise from a digital world are, are everywhere. Uh, you also need 
um, paradoxically or more logically, uh, you, you choose your side. In that more digital world, you need more and more human skills and more and more uh, to, to demonstrate the ability to connect with people, to interact with them, to understand and listen so that you can emerge as, as a connector, as a leader, and as someone who's making teams work, whatever the challenge is. So the meme delivers on all those aspects with classes around data science or uh or uh, programming that all our students learn uh, not only to, to, to program during the pre-program, but also to apply it uh, during se uh, several classes where programming is used to go deeper in subjects like marketing or even AI, uh, which leads us to train young graduates who are proficient both in business, in tech, and also in people skills, which is exactly what we feel uh, recruiters needs today. A challenging year 2020 has been. It's It's been a, an eye-opener to understand that these skills and, as you said, the, the broad set of, of requirements needed by employees, it, it becomes more obvious that we have to be adaptable, we have to be flexible, and we have to change with the times when we, we are presented with new and interesting uh, problems or, or difficult situations, I guess. Jessica, you're you're responsible for you know talking to these students uh, about their career and how do they go about setting up career. The MIM students, for our audience knowledge, is you know they're around 20, 20, 21. How does how does one launch a successful career? I think a few things come to mind for me at the beginning of your career. So whether that mean as part of the job searching process or when you're starting a new role in your first company that you're working for. But I think the main conversations that we're having with our students in the MIM program is really planning in three to five year blocks. Um, and really, we want to be, prepare them to be ready for multiple careers. We don't expect them to stay in the same job for 10 or 20 years. And so with every opportunity, trying to identify how it fits into the big picture, what you want to learn from that first job that you have. And I think that mindset will help you get to really where you want to go next. Um, I think another aspect that's really important is self-awareness. So really being able to define and communicate what your personal brand is. We work a lot with the BIM students at INSEAD on their pitch. And I think once you really take the time to reflect on what are your strengths, interests, and define what is your value proposition to the employment market, other people will be able to see that value too. And I think this can be difficult if, when you're looking for your first job and you have less time within a formal workplace, but I think there are always experiences that you can pull, to, pull from and continue to build, whether that be your extracurriculars, a passion project that you're working on, or your internships. Yeah, and it's a really good point you make that, you know, you've got to stay or, or be really aware of what is your personal values. And, and I guess it's always a, a challenge to try and keep that in mind while also being aware of what others are looking for. For you, Jessica, is, is you know, your, part of your role is that you, you're talking to all these hiring companies and you're, you're staying up to date with all the trends coming out, what they're looking for in, in the MIM students. What are the common themes that you see um, in the discussions that, that you're having with the employees and, and what are they looking for in the MIM students coming through? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I think it was interesting for me to hear Thibault's response and it really echoes what the employment market is saying. Uh, the MIM here at NCI was really designed 
um, in conjunction with recruiters. So what they're looking for are students with foundational business skills. So they're not necessarily hiring these young people for who they are today, but for how they can visualize what they're going to become within the company. So especially for those students targeting graduate or rotational programs, employers are really evaluating who, how you're going to fit as a future leader. And in order to do that, you're really going to need that strong set of foundational skills. And I think the second one, which is a massive trend, is going to be technical skills. I think before you would have thought technical skills are only for specific roles and sectors, but it's becoming an absolute must in most sectors. And when I'm having these conversations with employers and you know we're sharing about INSEAD's MIM program and our students learning different coding languages, building an understanding of how to leverage data and AI, and also through what we call practicals, where they're going to gain on really um, practical hands-on experiences, that is meeting the mark for what, what it is that they're looking for. Um, and I'd say lastly, a massive trend that we're seeing is they're looking for students that have global exposure. And that doesn't necessarily mean that you need to start a job outside of your home country or move somewhere else. I think it's about the ability to work with diverse groups of people and navigate that team environment. I think that's a really good point. Obviously, this year has been really challenging for for people to move around um, for obvious reasons. But yeah, a really great point that, you know, you can still get uh, exposure to you know diverse groups of people and and opportunities to to grow how you interact with different people and different cultures etc. By by merely that interacting and communicating with people, you don't have to go visit a different country to experience different cultures, different nationalities, different ways of working. So yeah, I think a, a really really good insight there you shared with us. So thank you for that. Absolutely. And I think um, with the MIM program in general, if you look at your classmates, it's such a diverse class. What you will experience over the year in the program itself um, really gives you that insight and is a glimpse into what their working world is is really like. I want to come back to Thibaut and, and to a topic we're sort of addressing at the moment is that how do you keep in line with your own vision and values for your career and then still react to the market and still react to the job requirements that you're trying to pursue. As you mentioned, you'd sort of, uh, you've started a few startups actually, uh, and they were focused around careers and how you help sort of people figure out their future. What insights can you give, you know, our listeners out there and and, and people interested in, in progressing their career in how they stay true to themselves and, and how they influence their direction and, and where they go with their professional lives? Brilliant question. I, I think you nailed it, Luke, in the question. Um, it brings me back to your earlier question about success and career. I, I think the very first point is for everyone individually to define what success means for them. And this is... If I've got one piece of advice is find a cabin in the mountain, lock yourself up for two days and and really (laughs) reflect on that question without external interference. Because the the, the first media uh, or the first person you meet will project a vision of success that's not necessarily you only. So you will hear lots of things on how society or people around you define success. But at the end, you're in control of your life and... uh, what will matter at the end is if you achieved things that are meaningful to you. So start from that. Start by defining what it is you want 
your personal life story to be or to mean, and then set targets. Uh, find ways to achieve that uh, in the, the far or mid midterm future, um, because that gives you a vision that gives you where you want to go. And once you've done that, you can exit the cabin in the mountains because you have pretty much everything figured out. The second I, I figured out myself that I wanted to, to make an impact on other people's lives through education, things became more easy in my, in my choices or the opportunities I had to build. Similarly, I see young people using the opportunity at INSEAD to, to meet other people and to, to expose themselves to other ways to perceive the world and ultimately find out, figure out what it is they want to do. Uh, and the second part of my answer would be, it's okay not to know. It's okay to spend some time exploring and figuring out um, what it is that makes you click, what it is that makes you happy, what it is that uh, will actually bring you the, 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 the sensation that you're fulfilled with your life. And once you find that, well, cling to it because you're, you're there. You're, you're, you're with uh, what's your sweet spot. Yeah, fantastic advice. I like the sound of that cabin in the mountains. It's uh, <laughs> a great opportunity to reflect and, yeah, really take stock of uh, what makes you happy, as you said. Your personal experience between the MBA and the MIM, what is the, what is the difference between the two programs? A lot of people will say, well, do I need to do an a, a MIM or an MBA or vice versa? What are the major differences you've seen between the two programs, Steve, with your unique point of view? You do INSEAD to, to, to share a journey with, with a crowd of like-minded yet extremely diverse individuals. Um, so the main difference between MBA and MIMS is what are people around you trying to achieve? In the MBA, people are trying to transform a career that for, for whatever reason has not been enough for them to, to feel fulfilled. With the meme, you're surrounded by, by talented and diverse uh, individuals from the MBA, like the MBA, uh, a bit younger, but everyone wants to start an international career. Um, and it's really important uh, with a pedagogy that brings you, you know, to constantly exchange with your peers that there are as many common grounds as we can find. So being at the same stage of your personal transformation is, is crucial, actually, to, to get a meaningful learning experience at INSEAD because through the class discussions, group work, uh, group challenges, and interaction with your peers comes the learning. And uh, our professors are experts at bringing the learning through interactions between classmates, which makes the courses and classes extremely engaging. Yet the secret ingredient is that the shared situations with, uh, with your peers. So I guess my answer here is that they're similar, but with different people at different stages of their careers, therefore different backgrounds, uh, the, the meme students are fresh out of uh, undergrad or uh, even have a, a year or maximum two years of experience and have not been exposed 
to 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 a career, but yet have an asp- a strong appetite to start an ambitious career. Whereas the MBAs have a bit of been there, done that, explored an industry, maybe willing to to discover another an industry. We, we see lots of students in the MBA coming with expertise of one sector but very willing to discover about another because it's uh, they think it's where their sweet spot, uh, spot would be. So I would say the class dynamic in level of energy, in level of exchange and interaction is the same, but the discussions themselves differ in nature and uh, in content. No, that makes a lot of sense. Thank you for clearing that up. Um, I want to circle back to to some of the careers of the future. And, and while I was putting some research together for this discussion, there was an uh, infinite amount of posts and articles and, you know, content pieces out there on the on the web about, you know, the careers of the future. You know, we should be heading in this direction. We've already discussed some of the so industries or, or some of the skill sets that, you know, companies and, and employers are looking for. How do we future-proof our careers. I mean, I think this this year has been a, a really good eye opener that you know, out of the blue, something can happen that we would never ever have predicted. So, how do we stay on top and, and ensure that we're continuing to develop and and push ourselves in the right direction to to stay at the top of the curve or you know ahead of where we want to be going? Yeah, no, absolutely. And you're right that. Um, as we talked about before, this this year has made a lot of people realize how unpredictable everything really is. And I think if you're looking to future-proof your career, you do this by remaining flexible about the future, constantly looking at opportunities where you can learn and upskill. Um, and that may be exploring different functions within your organization, defining how your skills can be transferable to different contexts, and also being ready to adapt. And I think one aspect that we haven't touched upon yet is that regardless of if there is a new emerging sector or a new way of working, I think one way that you can really establish yourself is by focusing on the relationships that you build uh, because the world may change, but the connections that you have will not. And so I think for some students, when they look at networking, they think of it as the sole purpose of finding a job um, and reach out to people only when when they need something. But I think it's really about being curious and building meaningful, authentic connections. And this applies to people maybe more junior than you at the peer level and those above you. And I think if you can establish yourself as someone who's genuine, hardworking and giving to others, no matter where the world turns, you will continue to have opportunities to grow and really prove your value. Fantastic. Great piece of advice. I would like to, to compliment what Jessica said. She, she, she mentioned curiosity, and I think this is another essential trait or, or habit or behavior you need to develop. If you remain curious, you will spot opportunities at their rise, but you will also gain you know, the, the discipline to challenge the way you see the world and be able to to change your perspective when when the needs arise and we we've seen with the recent crisis uh, that some people took more time to realize that the world had been changing and was going in a different direction uh, but some were very agile and curious and knew about the the events and could could foresee how it would impact us uh, globally. Uh, I, I admire uh, people who did not spend too much time contemplating what they lost, but focused on building something new. 
because now they're leading us and inspiring us. Kick off the uh, the final section, the quick fire questions. This is always a, a section I enjoy. Uh, and many of our listeners enjoy. So uh, let's start with uh, Jessica. What advice would you give your 20-year-old self and and maybe place where you were uh, or what you were doing when you were 20 years old? Sure. So um, when I was 20, I was in the third year of my commerce degree. And I think the advice that I'd give myself would be to always keep in mind that nothing's final and that there are many routes that can t- you can take to meet the same goals. I think when you're in an, a business school environment, sometimes there can seem like a right or a wrong path. Um, but when you really look into the future, there's different um, options that you can take to get to that same place and a goal that really fits for what you're looking for. Fantastic. Great advice. And Thibaut, how about your 20-year-old self? What would you tell yourself back then? brings me back. My 20-year-old self was uh, in Azeros uh, discovering the intricacies of World of Warcraft uh, <laughs> in computer engineering school. Uh, I think my advice to, the, to my old self would be, do not limit yourself when you think about the future. Everything could be possible. So try to think about... Uh, what would be really great for you? What would be really the dream, uh, regardless of where you are now and uh, what you think you can do? And then as Jessica suggested, try to see if there's a way to get there uh, because there only there is. And uh, the worst that could happen is missing out on an opportunity because you didn't even, even try to do it. Uh, it's actually good to try and fail way better than not trying and not not even not even having a chance at it because through the, the journey of discovering something you can always something discover something similar or even be be successful and it brings you closer to to the goals you set yeah fantastic i i think we've all been in those situations where you know that we all wish we'd done something or tried something else. And, you know, you can always regret these things, but why not try? Why not try and do something different or, or go after something you think's unattainable? And if it doesn't work, then at least you tried. Uh, it's better than, than regretting it later on down the path. Um, you're both in the, the, as we mentioned, both in the education uh, sector both well entrenched in informing people and helping people through their careers. So one thing I push back to you is if you could ask our listeners to take sort of one action um, in their careers, uh, either right now or in the very near future, what would that one action be? Let's start with uh, Thibaut. You make me think about one exercise we give to our meme students, which is to think about the 90 years old self, it's 99-0. And to picture yourself thinking, oh, I've been successful in my life, and then look back and say, okay, what are my life achievements? What would I uh, like to achieve uh, in my life? So my advice would be do that, because the answer you get from imagining yourself as an old person who feels fulfilled with his another life are very different then the answer you get when you look at yourself now and say, okay, what do I want to achieve in the future? I think 
I see it as forcing yourself to be wise and to, to force yourself to have those lifelong experiences that bring you a, a different perspective. And I find it really, to, really fruitful. So imagine you're 19 years old, 90 years old and uh, that you're reflecting on what led your life to be successful. Mm. That's my advice. Fantastic. It's a different angle or a different way of looking at how you're going to achieve your, your ambitions and goals. Yeah, really nice way to, to come at that. Jessica, what would you uh, offer for your one action to take? Yeah, I mean, maybe complimenting what Tivo is saying about looking back at your 99-year-old um, self. I think that, and going off what we said before about how there's multiple routes to reach the same goals, really, I would leverage the power of those around you. So define where it is that you want to be, look at those that have already got there, and really explore what what are the routes that they take in. Look at all of the different opportunities, what it was that they studied, what it was that they did in between their time, um, and how what will best fit you as well. I think we've probably got time for one more question, and I'm going to put it to you guys to, to sort of discuss what the best or most worthwhile investment you've ever made and, and what was that? Uh, it could be anything really. It could be a book. It could be uh, a movie. It could be a course. It could be a car. Who knows? But uh, what's the m- most worthwhile investment you've ever made, Jessica? I mean, for me, I think um, the most worthwhile investment of time, money, and energy was really taking the leap to build a career abroad. I think it would have been easier to stay um, kind of within the comfort zone and take a, a very um, narrow path. But I think really jumping out and exploring new things, I really wouldn't be the same person I would I am now without that experience. And I think um, coming to somewhere like INSEAD, I, I really was able to learn the importance of that. Yeah, that's fantastic advice. I uh, can also attest to that. I, it, it's uncomfortable at times <laughs> coming to different places of the world or, or testing and pushing yourself. But I think, yeah, I, I love this saying, you know, uh, pressure makes diamonds. I, I think when you change things and, and put yourself in different situations, you know, you surprise yourself with, the, with your own reactions and, and what you can create by challenging yourself. Tebo, what's the best or most worthwhile investment you've ever made? Well, if I have to be honest, look, uh, it, it would be INSEAD looking back, going to INSEAD and f- feeling that transformation has been definitely the most uh, worthwhile investment in my life. But I would say that the reasons past self, my past self would have applied and got into INSEAD are really different from um, the value I'd see in it now. Sure. I think I joined the journey thinking, okay, I will learn and meet new people, but I left the journey being a completely different person with a different perspective uh, on the world, having learned so much from my peers, from from the, the, the program that I feel richer. I feel that I have a different understanding on, on, on things that happen around me. And uh, I, I wouldn't, I would, not like to to be brought back to a state where I, I'm not benefiting from from this. 
Um, so it changed my life literally and my perspective on the world. Uh, and I, I think that's something that links every inside alumni and alumnus and alumni uh, that, that INSEAD had made them into different people. Fantastic. I guess following up a quick question there, I mean, you probably went in with what you expected to gain from the program. We, you said you completely changed or, you know, your, your, what you wanted and got out of the program was completely different to when you went in. With your return or expected results, did that still fulfill you once, once you sort of came out and you went, oh, I've completely different, this is not what I expected. Did you still get that same sense of fulfillment even though your, your goals and ambitions had changed? Absolutely. I, I think it's more about broadening your horizons and discovering everything that's out there that you were not even aware of. Mm. So you're still true to yourself. The motivations that bring you to inside are still there, but you, you just discover better ways and more fulfilling ways to, to get what you want. Uh, industries you could work in or, or positions you could, uh, you could follow that you didn't even know existed. But through INSEAD, you discover that uh, this is actually the best fit for you. Um, so the drive, uh, you join INSEAD with a drive that pushes you forward. And INSEAD just accelerates that a million times so that you go way further than what you would have hoped for. I think that's probably a, a perfect place to, to end up. So thank you both very much for your time. Um, it's been very insightful and I hope uh, and many of our listeners out there have got some really nice insights into help continue to push their careers and, and plan for their future careers. All the best for both of your individual careers and uh, all the best for the future. Thanks for having us, Luke. Thank you, Luke. You're very welcome. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of In The Know. If you want to know more about today's career development and leadership topics, head online to www.inthenow.insead.edu forward slash podcast. To discover more about any of INSEAD's degree programs, head to www.insead.edu.